Blog Talk Radio. I'm Raina Star, so you don't have to be. I am so excited for tonight, but before we get to that, Desperate House Witches is not a G, PG, or even an R-rated show, so bad language, bodily function, dirty talk of any kind might offend you. You don't want to listen to this. Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the incredibly wicked one herself, the amazing Dorothy Morrison. Please check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com for all of your witching needs. And during the months of September and October, Dorothy is doing her limited edition candles. You know we only get these once a year. Go and get them while you can. There is a link on her social media. Check it out. Buy it up while it's available. That's www.wickedwitchstudios.com. Check it out. All right, I'm so happy because I finally, this lady has been so awesome to me because I had to cancel our first appointment, I believe, because of my husband's accident earlier this year, and she has been patient, kind, and wonderful, and we finally got to hang out a little bit at Mystic South, but we really didn't get to talk all that much, not as much as I wanted to. Everybody say hey to my friend, Opal Luna. Writer of Fiber Magic. Yay! Hey, hello, everybody. <laughs> hey, Opal, what's going on? How are you? Has this week been bullshit for you, too? Because it has been for me. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh. I don't know what's going on. Usually I don't uh, take too much stock in these retrogrades, but, like, everything that wants to go wrong is going wrong this week. I don't know why, but we're going to we're gonna muddle sure. through. Why, why not? Why not? What else can we do, right? Exactly. What choice have we got? We can't stop the world. (laughs) But everything I put my hand to this week, especially the other day, everything I tried to do on Tuesday seemed to completely collapse. I don't know why. I don't know why it was Tuesday. I know it wasn't just me. My friend Carrie Connor, also an author, um, had car trouble unexpectedly. I mean, just everything I tried to do failed on Tuesday. So I was like, okay, Tuesday, we're not going to make any seriously important decisions. We're not going to try to get into too much trouble. I'm just going to shut up and do my job and try to glide on by without causing yeah. too much damage. But, yeah. boy, Tuesday kicked my butt, kicked my butt. Well- I'm oh sitting God. in South Florida right now with no air conditioning, so there you go. Uh, but I'm gonna, Stop it. I'm just gonna stay chill. Um, I'm gonna stay chill, just crochet. I'll be fine. <laughs> I have to take out the lighter, <laughs> the lighter yarn. I gotta do some cotton yarn right now <laughs> for wool. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but it'll be, you know, it'll be fine. So, you know, I was reading Fiber Magic, and before we went on the air, I was telling Opal that, you know, I'm not really a talented person when it comes to crocheting. Um, I tried my hand at it many, many years ago. I tried knitting. Uh, I think I get intimidated by patterns. I tend to be a nervous knitter. Is that something you're familiar with, folks that are just like awesomes and, mm-hmm. and really intimidated by the process? Yeah, some people um they they get so uptight. I like I see uh-huh. their shoulders going up into their ears. And I so uh-huh. I include some like breathing exercises. That's why you should ground and relax and breathe. That's that's the beauty of treating it like a magical experience or ritual or spell is because you can get rid of that stress first. Um I had a student one time that she you know, I like to just 
gab, you know, while we're while we're crocheting. Every time she started talking about her mother in law, the yarn would start squeaking. (laughs) 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 And I would be like, Okay, stop, stop, stop. Take a deep breath. Shake out your shoulders. It'll be okay. It's not the end of the world. Isn't that fascinating though that it physically that something like that can physically manifest so quickly into something that you're doing. Yarn doesn't lie. You know, I, I find that as I've, you know, developed long-term friendships, more than half of my friends actually crochet or knit. And I find it yeah. super impressive because a lot of the time when I do the live show at Mystic South, you know, I have friends who will sit with me you know, just to kind of hang out, and they'll knit while we're talking. And I just, I'm always so fascinated because people make the most beautiful, beautiful things. As a matter of fact, because I I don't have the talent, I actually, I like to support knitters by buying their things. You know, I actually bought something from you earlier this year. It was this beautiful envelope uh, style purse that I just adore. I love the colors. I love the patterns. And you could just feel the magic. You know, we were talking earlier a little bit about our grandmothers. Tell me about mm-hmm. the evolution from our grandmother to you to knitting and crochet. Okay, well, yeah, my uh, my granny lived with us when I was a little girl, like till I was nine years old. And I used mm-hmm. to love to um, escape to her room. My my mother and father. They were, well, my, my aunt used to say it was a good thing they were married because it, it kept them from ruining two other marriages. But it's good that they were married to each other. So, um, yeah. but, they, you know, they when they were fighting, I used to escape to gra- up to Granny's room and we would crochet or she'd let me play in her button box or whatever, you know. And so I got that escape feeling that stress relief from it right away that came very naturally to me you know and i i think she knew that she was keeping my hands busy which occupies the mind you know so that that's why i'm a firm believer in using a craft it could be any craft crocheting knitting needlepoint is really good you know, you're, anytime that you can stab something numerous times, it really takes the stress away. <laughs> it's good for you. Oh, my gosh. So you are she, so she was a blessing. That's hilarious. <laughs> she, she was really oh, a blessing funny. in my life. <laughs> it sounds like it. And, you know, I've got to ask you, because we're very close in age, and, mm-hmm. you know, and it's interesting that you say that about your, your parents because my parents were very similar in that regard. I mean, now, my father was a bit ill. My father was mentally ill before it was talked about. Um, he had manic depressive disorder before it was something that people recognized. Um, he was short-circuited in a number of areas. And, you know, I think it would have been such a blessing if my grandmother uh, had lived with us. Uh, I think it would have changed a lot of things. I really love the idea of living together multi-generationally. As a matter of fact, a few years ago, I moved, my husband and I moved in with our younger son, believe it or not. He had a room available in his wonderful place in a really nice historic district of town and his roommate was leaving and he didn't want to move and I'm like um can dad and I move in and he was like does that mean I don't have to do anything and I said yep and he was like come up bring it (laughs) I'm like we get along really well with our kids our older son is he lives with his fiance but our younger son was like, hell yeah, mom around, doing laundry, job, bring it. So, <laughs> no, right. Know, we've got a real, yeah, we've got a really happy situation, and and I love it. I mean, I, 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 
my younger son is one of my most favorite humans in the world. Not even because he's my son, just because, like, anybody yeah. who meets him is like, wow, you're a really cool guy. I'm like, yeah, I know. I can't even believe he came from me. It's like weird. <laughs> I made that. I, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, but I look at him like, how did I make that? Because he has <laughs> qualities that I don't have. He's patient. He's kind. He's, he's, I mean, he really is a nice person, and I'm like, I don't know, dude, because your biological father's shit, and I wasn't so hot either. You turned out really good for two things against you. But, I mean, yeah, so, you know, generationally, the idea that, you know, you live with your grandmother, I mean, because my grandmother, she crocheted doilies, and I know she crocheted them because she didn't like to pay for anything. So, like, I would show up at her house, and there would be this fresh set of doilies. And I'm like, where did these come from? Well, you know, your grandmother made them. I'm like, no one ever sees this woman crochet. How does this happen? She's like, like, it's magic. Magic. Shut up. Sit down. Have a cup of coffee. I mean, seriously, eat something. You know, the whole Mediterranean thing. But yes. it was, you know, it's, it's fascinating because women, and my grandmother was a practicing witch. She did a lot of candle magic and herb magic and, you know, lots oh, of Oh, that kitchen, would have been great. Food magic. Yeah, yeah, but she wouldn't teach me anything. I didn't even oh. find out for sure that she was a witch until after she died. I just thought granny was like every granny. I had uh-huh. no idea. And then it was revealed to me. Oh yeah, we used to do ki- we used to do candle magic in the kitchen. I'm like, excuse when? me, my why wasn't I invited? <laughs> exactly. I mean, right? I don't know if she thought. I think she thought, not- you know, dum dum doesn't have a clue. She's going to wind up hurting herself and other people. My family oh. is so secretive. Yeah. Anyway, but so you had my granny was uh, Pentecostal. <laughs> My parents became Pentecostal. That was the screwed up thing in my life. This is what I'm talking about. They're supposed to be peaceful people who were happy and full of the love of Jesus. I have yet Mm -hmm. to meet a truly calm, loving Pentecostal. Honey, I grew up in the church. You don't want to know the shit Mm -hmm. I've seen. It's Mm -hmm. unbelievable. But it sounds like your grandma actually had a grip on what it was supposed to be about. So that's cool. Yes, she's okay. So she was she your was safe cool. place? And did she yes. teach you? Or is it something that you watched and learned? What was the, what was that evolution like? Um, I watched her, but she she went step by step. She really taught me. She taught me. Mm-hmm. And um, she tried to teach me to tat. I never got that down very well. But she was... She was amazing. So she would, you know, she didn't have all the patience in the world. She'd show me a couple times. Then I had to take it from there. Um, but that's okay. I, I hung in there. And then, you know, like growing up in the 70s, I wanted to make granny squares. Uh, that's the first thing she taught me. I thought she had made it up because she was my granny. But I found <laughs> out later that everybody was making them. So I would make, you know, hippie bags and vests and stuff. <laughs> So I was, it was pretty cool, and all the all the kids at school thought I was neat because I could do that, you know, weirdo. At least I was a I neat weirdo, you know. <laughs> that's that's so cool. I I used to have this patchwork velvet bag that I don't know who made it, but it was my favorite thing. And I'm a I'm a former smoker, cigarette, and I mm-hmm. quit smoking, so like everything, then I had to get rid mm. of all of it because you when you're realize. a smoker like I was, everything got embedded in the fabric. And they always say a reformed anything is dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think I'm bad because I don't mind smoking. I don't mind brown smoking. <laughs> a lot of my friends smoke. But I just don't want it, like, in my stuff in my house. You know what I mean? Like, right. I just right. don't want to yeah, smell it 24-7. And, you know, when you realize, oh, I smell like that all the time. Maybe wow. that was not so pleasant for everyone else. Yeah, it's a weird lesson because I didn't stop smoking until I was 40, 40, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that. that, that. Anyway. We've we've been living parallel lives because I did the same thing. I quit my forties, and and when we moved Good. from the from our from our apartment to the trailer, and we 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 got all the furniture out in the sunshine, we we're like, oh my god, we gotta have to hose this stuff down. It's all streaked with orange goo. <laughs> like this is right? disgusting. Oh, my oh God. I know what you mean. Like, no, I don't know I, what. I yeah, totally yeah. It's stick to the yeah. furniture. To the furniture, you know. But you oh, have to replace. I couldn't even afford to, to smoke anymore. I'm so glad that I don't that's, have to. You know. That's what stopped me when prices got up to forty dollars <laughs> a carton. I Woo. looked at my husband, and I and my husband smoked at that point two packs a day. So oh a God. carton. One carton was not going to get him through a week, okay? Yeah. He needed more than that. So That's I a vacation, and I said, you know? Oh, please. We had nothing to show for all of that money. And I said to mm-hmm. him, we can't afford $120 a week to smoke mm-hmm. cigarettes. And that's mm-hmm. what it was when we quit. I don't even know what yeah. it is now. It must be astron. I mean, it was astronomical then. I can't imagine yeah. that it no. didn't keep climbing. But I mean, just unreal. So I had to replace clothing and beds, and I mean, everything mm-hmm. had to go. But you know, you 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 probably had. Well, did you did you retain a lot of the things you had made, or did your your love and creation really kick in later on when my hands were free yeah like you you talk about um reading patterns i was late to the pattern um bonanza there for years i just made my granny squares i made my blankets i made different stitches you know that i would look at in books but i didn't really read patterns and do intricate work until later on, you know, and then now I, you know, I write those things. So you can really, you can really make leaps and bounds. Like I know that the book that I wrote, this book is for beginners, but I figure that's the best way to start because maybe you've crocheted for years, but you never thought about using it in your magic or vice versa, you know, and maybe you just have to get one, your big, big C craft up to your little C craft and then go from there. Once you're on that, get that balance where you're treating crocheting like uh, a kitchen witch treats making soup, then the sky's mm-hmm. the limit. You're, you're going crazy because all your beads and your yarns and all that, those are your ingredients. Those are your herbs and oils. And you can use herbs mm-hmm. and oils too. You can stuff a pop it with them, you know. So, oh yeah, and you've got all that yeah. in the book, which is amazing. Yeah, um, and it's it's weird for me because the very first spell I ever cast was a court spell, which falls right into what you're doing. And it's interesting mm. to me that I never really developed the patience. But with your book, like I said, maybe I'll develop the patience. Really do address the beginner, which I'm really grateful for. And I also wanted to mention, even though I don't actively knit or crochet, there's so much Mm -hmm. great information in here because you do address cord magic and you do address herbs and you do address color magic and you do address crystals and, and their relevance and meaning and flowers. I mean, you really got kind of thorough in this little encyclopedia that you did over here, which I'm really <laughs> grateful for. Well, I mean, and you talk about weaving. I, it's, it's really an all-encompassing um, fiber-working book, you. you know. Thank I you. mean, you talk about, for folks who don't know, I mean, there's even stuff in here about basically making rags into yarn and and making blankets and things with like old t-shirt material and, and old sheets and you can do it with plastic and 
I mean, you really go in depth. It's a beautiful book, even if you're not a crocheter or a knitter, is my point. Because I found yeah. a lot of interest in the book, even without either of those things, you know, the two main things being my skill. I mean, and but then I saw, like, the 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 cords with the belt, the little bells on them, and I was like, oh, I wonder if I could make that. So it's really kind of <laughs> encouraging me to, like, and I actually Give have a, a set of crochet. I have some crochet needles, and I'm like, I could, <laughs> I could maybe follow a pattern and do that. So, yeah. yeah. So if you have somebody in your life that's an ex-smoker or you want them to do something else with their hands, <laughs> right? I just, this is pretty much the book. I mean, you heard us both talk about the fact that we're, we're retired smokers. I mean... Yeah, exactly. Give somebody give yourself something, something to do. To I don't do. have time for it anymore. <laughs> exactly. And I'd rather spend money on on beautiful yarns and fabrics than, you know. And you'll be given if you if you let it be known that you're a crafter, you'll be given. Oh, oh, what am I going to do with my mother's yarn, my grandmother's yarn? You know, this is that. Oh, I tried that. I wasn't. For me, I've got all this yarn. Do you want it? I get given yarn all the time. That's why I dedicated my craft room to my goddess Minerva, and it's a mm-hmm. kind of a clearinghouse for her teaching and crafting and and sharing. So I know people come into the to my craft room. They take what they want. They leave something, and um, I've never I've never been without because generosity brings abundance. That's cute. I love that. You know, and it's funny you say that because I brought with me to Mystic South a bunch of yarn for my friends. I'm like, here you go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm one of these people that has really good intentions, and I I mean well when I do stuff, and I'll start a, a craft. Like, I've done a whole bunch of prayer bells, concords, you know, I do a lot. I like to hand twist yarn a lot, and I like infusing magic with that, which is why I I so enjoy people who actually do magic with fibers because it's something I had, like I said, it's the first spell I ever cast was was cord magic. Uh, I did a witch's ladder, long story, not important. But I always find myself coming back to fiber as a way to really feel like I'm connected to it. It's one thing to light incense and candles and say the words and have the intention and do the magic that way. It's a very different vibe when you are focusing and doing something over and over again and infusing it magically that way. Does that yeah. make I saw your bells. Sense? I saw your bells at Mystic South. We were using them to call five minutes. Oh, you're up. You're up. Get away. Go away. <laughs> Next person. <laughs> Interestingly enough, you know, those bells wound up being really handy because we were using them at the show, but folks yeah. were using them to get other folks with Bell's attention. So like when like somebody needed help with something, they'd ring the bell and three other people would go running to see what was up. What do you need? What's going on? How can I help? Blah, blah, blah. So the ways that some people decorated their hair with them, my friend Brianna put them in her hair, which was gorgeous. And I was so pleased to see people put their own spin on what I had done, even though it was yeah. just Simple. I, 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 I don't. I, I, I don't personally sell stuff I make. Um, if people are interested, they contact me, or I contact them and say, "Are you selling this?" Because I just, I don't have that kind of patience to sell things. Um, mm. Because I know, and I'll never get to a post I office. So I, I, I have a friend who sells my stuff for me when she's interested in something I've done. So I'm very grateful, Lisa. I love you. I'll see you next month. Very good. Um, but, yeah, yeah, you need so a manager. I'm, I'm, you need a manager. That's it. And, <laughs> and, and, and yeah. you know, so, sometimes it can become a chore. 
You know, like right now I'm getting ready for a renaissance fair. So I need a lot of stuff. You know, my little stress of pusses that everybody loves. I've already made 26 of them. I need 26 more. My little mermaids, you know, I got 15 of those. I need 15 more. And, you know, it gets to be a little bit too much. I'm not China. I'm one woman crocheting. Exactly. (laughs) You know. Exactly. And that I don't think people realize how much, I mean, because I see a lot of people look at pricing and go, whoa. And it's like, no, not whoa. Imagine all the time and care and magic, you know, when you buy something Mm -hmm. that's made from another country. And no shade to other countries. Everybody's got to eat. But the fact of the matter is there's a huge difference in quality for something that is yeah. handmade and something that comes off an assembly line. And right. because I'm a You know there's no rack, machine. There's no crochet right. machine. So if you right. ever get so, a, a hand crocheted item, someone took hours and probably made pennies. Yep, yep. exactly. And I, I, I really think art needs to be so much more appreciated. You know, it, it takes a labor of love to put something together, and the way you know that is that people want it. Well, if you want it and you want it to mean something, you have to consider the person behind it and what they had to go through to make that thing. And, again, yeah. I'm spoiled. I have a day job. I'm lazy. I'm tired. I'm Frankie, you know all about me being Frankie, sure, um, <laughs> right? But right. I mean, and we found out why. I've um, heard rumors. I I've heard rumors. I could, <laughs> I could die. I could just die today. Seriously, I'm like, really? This? <sighs> really? Okay, fine. Opal will understand. Mm. I know she will. So, but you know what I'm saying? And and you've been wonderful, and I totally. Agree. But I I really value. And listen, I can't afford everything I would love to buy from every artist I would like to buy from. Mm-hmm. I stable and you're to yeah. be able to go to Mystic South and, and, and buy stuff, you know. It that's costs just to be I there, know. just to stay there, you know. Yeah. And and I try to take sure. that into consideration, too, when I'm pricing my stuff. Um, you know, yeah. let's, let's get real. I'm not going to make $20 an hour. I know that. Um, these are not things, these are impulse buys a lot of the time. You know, they're not necessities. Yeah. And I kind of say, you know, kind of, you know, just like work the crowd and see what I can <laughs> what I can do, you know. <laughs> There's nothing wrong we'll see, with that. We'll see, you know. Listen. The mermaids will start one price. If they go too fast, the price will go up the next day. <laughs> It's a renaissance fair. It's different people, so I can do that. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there is supply and demand, and you do have to consider that yes. when you do price something, but you also have to consider the time you have to invest in it. For example, tell me, okay, so the Renaissance Festival is when? Uh, the first three weekends of November in Hollywood, Florida. Okay. It's called Camelot Okay. Day. Cool. But that's coming up relatively quickly. Yeah. How long, how far in advance do you start making products to have a successful showing at a Renaissance Fair? I've been working um, already since um, August. As soon as I got back from Mystic South in July, then I started um replenishing my stock because I've got a Florida Pagan Gathering, uh, Samhain weekend, I'm going to be a headliner there, and then I've got the next three weekends at Camelot Days. So it will be like doing 10 craft shows in a row. So I can't stop. I have to make three or four things every day till till then. Holy crap. <laughs> It's a full-time okay, job. So, I'm so glad. I but I don't. I, this is my full-time job. I don't. I'm don't have a, a outside the house job. This is my full-time job. Right. I I read and write and crochet for a living now because this is my my retirement job. <laughs> but I love and it. That's, you know, that's, that's wonderful if it makes you happy. 
See, someone yeah. like me who has, I have certain physical limitations. I'm arthritic. I have, because mm. I had Crohn's, literally Crohn's since I was a child. So oh, I have yeah. certain limitations. I have certain limitations with my bones. I have certain limitations mm-hmm. with bruising. I have certain limitations with everything but my fucking mouth, apparently, because that runs all the time. So it's a good <laughs> thing I'm a podcaster because you got to be able this is to perfect. talk about Yeah, you but know your strengths. Exactly. But the thing is, is that if I want to create something, there is no way I will be able to things at the level, even if I had been doing what you've been doing for years, I still wouldn't right. be able to be at your level, but I love the book because it doesn't make me feel guilty about that, and I can no. start where I'm at right now, and that's another thing I love about the book. It doesn't, it's not, I mean, you do some intricate stuff, come on now, you know you do, mm-hmm. and it's, some of it's in here. Um, but it doesn't make yeah. you feel bad for not knowing how to do it right away. It's a gradual building process. And right. I just dig fiber. I mean, I'm just one of the witches that is like, oh, look how pretty those colors are together. I mean, I'm picky, but I love what you do. I love the poppets. I love all of these different things. So I'm very appreciative that you're there making them. But I want folks to understand that the minute you're done at one event, you have to start immediately concentrating on the next thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like you said, you have to make three to four things every single day. Now, maybe it's because I'm spoiled and I don't have to do that. (laughs) To me, looking at somebody who literally has to do that every single day and come up with unique things and come up with you know, constant creativity, dude. That I, that's a good. I take my hat off to you because that is it's not a, a challenge. Good guy to do it's a, it's it's a challenge. It's up to the challenge. Think, yeah. You know, it's, my 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 mother, my mother who was the curmudgeon, you know, the craft, the yeah. creative gene skipped the generation. She was riddled with arthritis by the time she was my age. And she only lived 10 years longer than I'm, I'm at my age right now. So, but my granny crocheted till she was 80, and that was just because she, her eyes got too dim and she liked to do the fine, you know, doilies with the thread, with the crochet thread. Yeah. She lived to be 97. So I'm going to take, after my granny, keep my hands moving. I have exercises that I do with my hands. I'm going to... I'm I'm compiling information just in case anybody wants a second book, and so one I'm yeah. gonna be uh, I'm gonna be uh, doing a little chapter on hookers yoga, okay? So oh. <laughs> hooker cool. as in crocheter, <laughs> right? You know, to gotcha. move your hands and the different things you can do. And I have I, I take uh, I like those wax treatments for your hands and um yes, you know different lotions sure. and things right yeah and I just keep moving and you know I feel like uh I can't I can't stop because when I do stop I'm going to seize up and I'm going to be like the 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 tin man you know oil can you know I will I won't be able to move <laughs> well that's so, not likely uh, I'm just because you're keep so going yeah I mean yeah. you know I don't think I think if you took a few days off as a break, I don't think your hands would necessarily seize up, but I think it would be no. confusing because you're so used to creating constantly that I think it would be like, well, what do I do with my hands when I'm not creating? I'm always creating. You know, it's one of those body confusion moments of what do I do Yeah, now? I don't know how people but, just sit and watch TV, you know, because I would be getting up and down and doing things. I, I couldn't sit still. The uh, Crocheting is my fidget, my fidget with purpose, okay? I get yeah. something out of it, too, but I can't, uh, I can't just sit there. That's, that's not me. Which I, I can sit there, wonderful. but I've got to crochet. <laughs> got to make something and that's kind of an inspiration yeah. to me to maybe do more than just veg out in front of the tv when i'm not either working on the show or working in my day job 
because I feel so fucking slack. It's like, okay, what are you doing with all this free time? You're not doing anything. You're not making anything with the situation. Because, like, I'll start on a fiber project, and I'll get a bunch of them done, like the bells that I did at Mystic, for Mystic South. I still mm-hmm. got a box of them, but time and energy and ailments and frustration, I just put stuff down and it's like, okay, that's enough for now. I'm done with this project and I've got to mm-hmm. find something new to do. And I'll tell you, the crocheted prayer, prayer bells that you have in the book, mm-hmm. I love the colors. I, lo- I love the idea of prayer bells of different sizes. These are, the ones you have in the book are the little crocheted baby ones, which, oh, my God, they're so beautiful. I love them. <laughs> and I'm thinking I might actually have to try it. So, yeah, I may actually come up to you next, Mystic South, and say, oh, Paul, did I do okay? (laughs) I was so great. Yeah, I was so (laughs) grateful at Mystic South. I did two um, workshops, and I did Fiber Magic Crochet, and 14 people showed up ready. That that were crocheters. They were crocheters, um, and yeah. uh, and we had a great time. And then Sunday morning at eight o'clock, remember I was supposed to do the not magic class at eight o'clock in the morning. We were you were teasing me. Yeah. What are you gonna, you know how are you gonna do that? Twenty six <laughs> people showed up. <laughs> not yeah. magic at eight them. o'clock on a Sunday morning. <laughs> and you did it. Amazing. I mean, my, I did it. My hats off to you. That's incredible. It just shows you. <laughs> You know, when somebody is passionate about their topic, their what they do, you can tell. You can tell when people are just walking through the motions. You can tell when somebody is really passionate about something. And you're one of those people that's really passionate about what you do. And I love that because that's what encourages other people to want to do it too. Truly. And I, and I love how it transcends. It transcends yeah. gender and, and you know, yeah. uh, economics and everything, everything. Uh, culture. Does everybody craft? Yeah. Everybody yeah, enjoys something. making things with their hands. And I just, I, I just love it. And it's so encouraging to me to see people doing that. I love to see the pictures on Facebook. People post of stuff they made in my yeah. book. I mean, it's a trip. Oh, yeah. It really is. I know. Really I mean, is. you've got the rag rugs in here. You know those big. Well, you know because you put it in the book. You're talking to the audience. <laughs> yeah. You know those. You know those rag rugs that you braid and like yeah. they were on TikTok for a while and they were all over Facebook and they're just. You don't even need tools. It's just your hand braiding. It's braiding. Strips. And yeah. I mean that's in the book. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that if you if you feel like, okay, I can't control knitting needles very well or I can't control a crochet hook very well, you can do stuff in this book, which is, is my point. You don't have to be – you don't even have to be a crocheter to enjoy the book. No. Um, yeah, I was trying you know, to convey work. that fiber magic is is kind of like a modality a spiritual path you know it was it's mm-hmm. the it's the magic that you use in whatever your fiber magic is you know it could be anything i even had a a, a gentleman who uh, wrote computer code uh, tell me one time that he he read my book and he understood the concept he said yes i put my personality into programs that i write but he wasn't even making mm-hmm. anything tangible. But he understood right, right. the idea of it. You know? Oh, yeah. I and, mean, it, well, I'm an animist, so I believe everything has a spirit. So that means yarn has mm-hmm. a spirit, too. I mean, whatever you, you know, infuse, whether by chanting or intention or movement or prayer or whatever it is, you're in, I mean, my husband and I have a joke when I make, for example, every Christmas I make sauce. I make a huge pot of real Italian gravy, real Italian mm-hmm. sauce. Okay? And mm-hmm. my husband 
accidentally snapped at me once while I was making sauce, and I said, you're upsetting my sauce. Stop it. <laughs> and he immediately said, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. And and completely apologized. And he said, you cannot upset the sauce because it to won't taste right if you look. Seriously, but yeah. you, you, any spirit that you invite or have near you um, when you're doing certain things affect what it is you're creating, I'm sure. Have you ever, Absolutely. I mean, do you, do you crochet when you're in a bad mood? Does it, do you work things out through a pattern? Do you, do you, does it just cure your, your, your anger or discomfort? I mean, what does it do mm. for you? At, at this point in my life, I can calm myself down by just crocheting, throwing myself into it, because I can, I can get there, you know? But I can yeah. understand where a newbie would have to get there first before they could crochet, because it's mm-hmm. stressful to learn to crochet, you know? Uh, you know, it will yeah. relieve your stress eventually, but it will cause it for a while first. <laughs> and if you if yeah. you take that... If you don't try to put that stress into what you're making, unless you plan to frog it to to rip it out and get rid of the stress <laughs> that way, that's a process. But yeah. um, you you need to <laughs> you need to um, let the stress go as you enjoy the the re- repetition of and counting. Oh, I had an epiphany. When I was um, studying, like as I was, as I learned magic, I would always equate it to my crocheting. And when I, I was reading an article about numerology, what your name is, this and that and the other thing, I'm like, oh wow, that's like counting rows and stitches. Right. So right, right. So I assigned you yeah. know something to every number, and I can I can put luck in something with sevens or insight with something with sixes, and and that way when you're when you're crocheting mindfully, then yeah. you can give you know have a nice day. You can you can get rid of those stressful worries because it's just your mind either rehashing something that already happened that you could do nothing about. Or worrying about yeah. something that's not going to get any better by worrying it, you know, worrying about it, losing sure. sleep over it. Just crochet. Sure. <laughs> that's what I do. Or I mean, macrame or whatever you do. Right, whatever fiber art you, you have available that you can get Need into. the pottery. That's I think clay is a really good medium for that. To Or like baking bread, you know, but don't put... Yeah the hate in the bread because then your family's got to eat it. But if you if you put your hate bread. yeah, if you put your hate in the in the clay, then that piece of pottery, people are going to get that feeling when they see it. They're going to be like, "Ooh, that artist was angry at something. What were they angry about?" Can't you just feel that when you when you look at different works of art? So yeah. as, as long no, as you as you're yeah, so if you're just making something to put it on display, yeah, this is what I feel about taxes, okay? This is what I feel about whatever. <laughs> it can really, it can speak for you, you know, and then you can just let that go. <laughs> Don't worry about it. That's super interesting. You know, I meant to ask you, when you made those little, per- those little envelope purses that you had made that mm-hmm. I got one of, the vibe yeah. I got... And I, when I opened, because you wrapped it so beautifully, and I meant to thank you, and I forgot. So thank you. Beautiful, and I love it. And I actually keep, I keep a deck of of my tarot cards in the purse mm-hmm. now, and it's really soft and lovely, and the colors are inviting, and it does have a really super nice chill vibe to it. Um, it it's, you know, I do get feelings off a of thing sometimes, okay, that pen is fucked up, I want this pen instead or I don't mm-hmm. know, it's just a it's just a weird trying to listen to the universe kind of thing. But I really appreciate the tone you put into the things you make. Because if anybody ever goes to one of your booths and you've got stuff hanging and, and laying on the table and 
everything beautiful and colorful and, and so cheerful and inviting, you can really tell that you love making those pieces. I think it's so incredible and wish I could do more of that just in my life in general, but because yeah. of the nature of what I do for a living, that's not possible. But anyway, no, uh, and I'm not, not talking yet. about this. I'm talking <laughs> about my day job. But at some point, yeah. if I ever get to retire, um, I'm hoping to do more of the crafting thing because it just mm-hmm. seems to, you know, when you make something and look at it and say, oh, that turned out pretty nicely. You gotta, mm. You've got to have this feeling of accomplishment and happiness with yourself of, you know, oh, look at this. Maybe somebody else would like this too. And, you know, you yeah. can go and put it out in the world and say, hi, I'm selling this wonderful thing, you know. So that's, that's just got to be a great feeling to create. I'm not very creative. I don't paint. Um, I was a singer. I'm not a singer anymore. I don't do the writing. I don't do the crafting. You know, like I said, all I do is talk, which I like doing, obviously. But yeah. um, just the idea that you put these beautiful things out and, you know, you say – I mean, when you say you have to make three to four things a day before an event, I'm mm-hmm. like, that totally freaks me out. That's like, <laughs> that is way too much pressure for me. I'm like, I don't know how to do that, um, but yeah. I admire it greatly. So thank you for making But I fall in love. Yeah. You're welcome. I fall in love with everything that I make. You know, I I try to I try to put their little faces on as quickly as possible so I can talk to them while I'm finishing them I'm up and ask them, you know, what color hair they want and stuff like that. So like every little mermaid is my friend. Every little dragon, you know, is is gets nose snuggles from me. And I I hope that you can feel that when you buy a piece from me. And um, also that's why I like to make. Uh, custom orders because if I know who it's going to then I'm thinking about that person you know and I'm telling the thing you better take care of my friend you know uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know she she works hard and she's going to be stressed when she gets home so you need to be ready for that you know whatever <laughs> and then sometimes no, I'll be thinking about it I'll, I'll like uh, pop it will come into my head as oh Oh, I better send a little zhuzh to that poppet because um, uh, I because it came to my mind. You know, maybe that person needs a little extra uh, oomph, and so that's my maintenance plan. <laughs> that you oh, get you do a You automatically get the maintenance plan. I'll be thinking about your little envelope with your cards in it now. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, oh, if she, sure. I wonder if she's using those cards today. Hope she gets a good oh, reading. Oh God, they're. Pre- I mean, the bag itself is so precious, and I just love it because I have lots of tarot decks and lots of different sizes, and the cards that are in them, in it right now, are my Hanson Roberts cards, which were my favorite decks mm. probably for the last twenty plus years. Um, wow. I just felt yeah, I, there, it's an old deck, it's a well-loved deck, and it fits perfect. When I tell you perfectly, the deck fits perfectly <laughs> to that little envelope person. I was like, oh. Is it like blue? Like the one that blue. I made you blue is like blue? Yeah. yeah, that's that is yep. 100% Peruvian cotton. It's hand-dyed and hand-painted. So it's special yarn. So beautiful. Yeah, and the things you use are just incredible, and you just seem to know how to put them together, the right textures, the right color schemes. I, I'm, I'm kind of in awe, if you hadn't noticed, of your talent. But <laughs> And it also reminds me very much of, like my grandmother with the, her doilies, it's like, but we never saw her do it. It was She was a magician. It's like one day <laughs> we didn't, there weren't any, and the next day there were three. And, I mean, she would make them in varying sizes, but she never let anybody watch her do it. I don't know if it was because, 
thought I would ever relax in the night. Yeah, when everybody else is gone. That was her alone time, you know, her private time. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Because you got to count. I mean, you got to take a little concentration. If you come up to me and start talking to me while I'm counting, I'm just going to count louder. So you better just, my husband knows. My husband knows that. Oh, wow. That's like me when I'm doing a recipe. If I'm putting, if I'm spooning certain amounts of things into a recipe, and my oh. husband, because I do the same thing you do, and he starts talking to me, I just start counting louder, and then he knows, don't, <laughs> stop, just stop. You're going to have to eat oh, this, though. You don't want six tablespoons of sugar of salt in here. <laughs> uh-huh. It's exactly right, because that is exactly what I will do, because if you make me lose count, First of all, I'm going to be so I I obviously had to learn to me- pre-measure everything first <laughs> when I'm alone before I start right. cooking because inadvertently somebody is either going to call me, text mm-hmm. me, or walk in the door and want to say something and I'm going to be, and I've had this happen. I have had more shit ruined by somebody who just wanted to give me a hug and a kiss. Hi, Mom. <laughs> and I'm like, count. Yeah. Got to start over again. So now I just pre-measure everything separately, and that's it. Because I, I just can't. I, I have killed too many things that way. But we are way <laughs> off topic. Um, so you said you were gathering. I know. We, you and I could just sit and gab. But, you know, like you mentioned earlier that you were, ga- you were gathering information for what I hope is going to be another book. I hope so, yes. too. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I want to go through the Wheel of the Year again. You know, in in um, in the first book, I have a project for each Sabbath and then one for Pagan Pride. So nine yes. different projects for Wheel of the Year. But um, I was like, I'm going through it again, and I'm taking, like, four sections, like the Wheel of the Year in four parts, like crocheting mm-hmm. into the dark for Maybon and uh, for, um, yeah, Maybon and Samhain, um, going into right. the dark times with a, with a, uh, a cornucopia and a pumpkin, a skull, and then into the light for Yule and Imbolc with a candle and a Yule log and a a little sprout creature, you know, and, and like that. And it'll be uh, crocheting with the fae for the summer holidays yeah. and then uh, crocheting under the sun for Lissa and Lunasa. Because I always think of the the lady and the lord. For Lissa is the mother and Lunasa mm-hmm. is, you know, the lord Lou. And uh, so I'm, I'm just I'm thinking about not only writing about that but also than having like three patterns per section, three crochet patterns per, wow. per section. And they will be uh, a little more difficult patterns because I've, sure. I've got crocheters asking me for, you know, a challenge. So they'll be a little intermediate to um, what the heck is this kind of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, what am I doing now? What did you say? <laughs> I think that's, uh, so that I think that'll that's be fantastic. fun. No, yeah, I think that that might be in a in an annual, like in a Llewellyn annual. We're, we're hoping. I have fingers crossed. Well, well, I'll get it finished well, I, and I'll and I'll send it to them. See what they think. I think you know. they'll love it because I think you know Fiber Magic uh, had to be a successful book. I mean, everyone I've spoken to knows about the book. So I mean. It's it's not a sleeper for sure, and it's kind of like, you know, the primer before you go on to something more advanced. And, again, mm-hmm. it's got so much information that even if you decide you don't necessarily want to crochet, there's still so much valuable information in this book that I think this And the book pictures is are pretty. Good. Oh, it's yeah, beautiful. The- it's beautiful. You know what I love? Oh. I love how the pages look like they're made out of tape, like fiber. Paper. Handmade paper. Yeah, I was yes. just going to say that. That was a surprise to me. I, I was blown away because, you know, like 
uh, so I wrote all the words, and then I made all the things, right. and then I sent it to them, and they took all the pictures. They put the book together. They did all, you know, all made all the rest of the decisions. So I saw the book uh, finished, and I was like, yeah. oh, my goodness. <laughs> they made it's that beautiful. look really good. <laughs> right? I don't know, you know, no matter what it says, it looks really pretty. <laughs> no, so, I, yeah, I, I was really, very happy with that. Yeah, and it was something I, I could be proud that, of. Absolutely. I thought it was so cleverly put together. I see, and you, you could have fooled me. I, I thought that was your idea to make it look like handmade paper. So... Uh-huh. That was a, that was a surprise for me too. I was so I was so ha- pleased. I was so happy with that. I was like, you know, because a lot of people when you do when you do a book for a big uh, publishing company, um, you know, yeah. sometimes letting go, like letting go of ego and letting go of you know your pride, your your baby. You know, here's people telling me what fiber magic should look like. What? Yeah, but. You know, they, they kind of know what they're doing, okay? So I think uh-huh. you should take a breath and let the professionals do their job <laughs> and just trust, uh, well, trust, trust the process. Yes, yeah, trust the process, <laughs> but communicate. Now, I learned a lot about expressing myself and communicating what I meant you know, it was like I would say yeah. something and they go, no, what? I don't know, what? And my editor was wonderful. She's like, Alba, you know this. Tell them what you mean. So I write it all out and they go, oh, okay, well, great. That'll be chapter nine, you know. <laughs> oh, right. So instead of getting all pissed off, I feel, you know, it's it's like it's like when you're a teenager and your boyfriend should know what you want for you know him to say <laughs> because cause if he loved me, he would know what to say. You know, come on. At oh, our age, we, we 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 tell them what to say, right? I tell them what I want. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then Honey, I'm never disappointed. If you haven't figured this out after 40 years, let me just tell you. <laughs> Let's just get yeah, to the point over here. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that was, oh a, you know, it was a learning experience. I, I, will, I will, anybody who gets an opportunity to, to write a book for Llewellyn, they should do it. Do it. Because <laughs> you'll Absolutely. be a better person for it. You will. Oh, I'm a, big, I'm a big fan and supporter of Llewellyn writers. They know that. <laughs> I love. I, I listen. I love writers. I love my Llewellyn writers. I I just think Bill, that it's a daunting task. I you know crocheting and knitting to me are very daunting items, but writing a book. Oh boy, I I can't even. You know, I was a writer briefly. I wrote articles for a, mm-hmm. a pagan online thing for a, a couple of years. I can't even imagine having to to meet a deadline to write a book. It's just not something I mm. I, I I don't know. I, I everybody says, oh, everybody's got one book in them. Nope, not this girl. No, <laughs> I want no, a ghostwriter. Nope. Somebody will have to do it for me. If anybody ever cares enough that they want to know the story, although I tell everybody the story all the time, so everyone already knows, no book necessary. But (laughs) because I have talked your ear off for the last hour, um, we are almost out of time. So first of all, please write the second book because the first book was so beautiful that I can't imagine, and I know a lot of advanced crocheters who would be like, uh, yes, please, and thank you. So that would be awesome. I really think you ought to do it. I, I love the spiritual aspect that you put into it. Uh, more of that, seriously, um, because it's it's important. It's important to not just go through the motions. It's important to have purposeful, purposeful crafting, I think. Yes. 
Yeah, I would. I'd like to go into deeper uh, patterns and also deeper magic Mm -hmm. and get into sacred geometry and Kabbalah and, you know, stuff like that there. And the tarot. I was thinking, what do you think about uh, fiber magic uh, oracle deck with the things that I make, like, uh, laid laid out with like in different little scenarios with different little things on them to make different um, oracle cards. That's I'm thinking so about cool. that too. Susan. Right? Absolutely. Why not? Oh, are you kidding? That's great. <laughs> what a brilliant <laughs> idea! Absolutely. Right? That I think that that's a plan. You need to do. You need to present that idea immediately. So you know, I gotta. I have to live forever because I got too much stuff to do. I got a lot to get no done. Kidding. You really do. And listen, <laughs> I I find that people who stay active. You know, I was talking to a guy I work with, and he's like, you know, I'm gonna be 65, and I'm getting tired, and I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm like, well, what do you mm. want to do? He's like, I don't want to do anything. And I'm like. Oh, Dude, no. if you stop doing things, you're not going to be yeah. a happy person. You've lived this particular style of life for the last 30 years. I mean, you know, this is the guy I yeah. work with. I'm like, you can't just stop and do nothing. You'll lose your mind. Oh, you don't know that. I would love to have nothing to do. I don't think people realize. That Maybe for a week or two. Exactly. You know, exactly. Well, they want a vacation. Arrest. But, uh-huh. but you know, you have to, it would be a shock to your system. Like, I spent the last five years retiring. I switched jobs mm-hmm. to an easier job. Yep. I went part-time for a couple of years, yep. you know, and then I just, I eased into it to the point where I was too busy to work anymore. Right. I was right. doing my fiber right. magic thing, Right. So now yep. I've replaced that. I have a reason to get up every morning and to, you know, promote myself or crochet or whatever I have to do. And yep. I'm never wandering around the house going, what do I do now? I don't know what to do. No, that doesn't happen. Yeah, you can't. I can always make another like mermaid. Because exactly. Because if you, if you stop doing things, you, you run out of reasons to continue to breathe, I think. Uh, and yeah. maybe that's just me. I mean, oh, you, you say, know, oh, I, I can do have... that tomorrow, you know, like cause uh-huh. you don't have any reason mm-hmm. to get up in the morning. Yeah. You have to have a reason. You yeah. got to have a reason. you got to, I mean, because I, I hear people all the time, well, if I won the lottery, I would quit working. And I'm like, bullshit, I wouldn't quit mm-hmm. working. Are you kidding? I, I mean, <laughs> I would be a lot less stressed, obviously. But I right. don't want to sit around with. I wouldn't do anything do. I didn't want to do. <laughs> exactly. That's the difference. But That's you when you'd be something. invited to the grand opening of Fiber Magic World, eight different kingdoms for for the eight Sabbaths. You know, I was like, oh, you do you Love work it. retail? You you can't get time off in December. So come to Fiber Magic World. Celebrate Yule in July. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I just think it's it's so important for people to understand the importance of staying active and yeah. having something you love. Doing something you love is so important. Even if, I mean, whether it's crocheting or weaving or singing or what, writing poetry, whatever your thing is, and obviously I'm talking to my older folks, you know who you are, the <laughs> ones like me, okay? Um, yeah. No, don't ever, I mean, listen, Dorothy Morrison, also in her 60s, like us, busiest person I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, I love you, but you're overdue. I mean, she, wow, talk about a one-woman sweatshop. She's amazing. Um, oh. She gets it all done on her own. Yeah. I'm like, I'm in awe of, I've always been in awe of her, but I continue to be in awe of her. She's just, I, I don't know where she gets the energy because she's incredible. But anyway, um, mm-hmm. wow, we are we are now yeah. over time. Just, 
So oh. I just want to say I am so appreciative that you came to hang out with me, and I hope that you will come and hang out with me again and make Absolutely. a little more time Anytime. for me. Uh, because yeah. I feel like we only had half a conversation. I, know. I, I don't know. I got excited. You're here, and I'm, like, all excited, and I'm just like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> It was great fun. This was, oh. this was so enjoyable, and I thank you so much, and, and I will hit you up once we are off air and, and see about your future schedule. So tell people before you go, uh, tell people about whatever upcoming classes you might have and remind them of where you're going to be in person, please. Okay, so go to fibermagic.com. You'll find a link to everywhere from there, and you'll find upcoming events. But my next big one is Florida Pagan Gathering, um, Samhain Weekend. I'll be headlining there. And then the next three weekends, I'll be at Camelot Days in Hollywood, Florida at the Fiber Magic uh, Swamp Witch kiosk there. <laughs> all my stuff. <laughs> you know, you got to be period. <laughs> hey, yeah. I, I, listen, I was a member of the SCA for 40 years. Yes, I do know. Uh, wow. Society for Creative Anachronism, for those who are not familiar. Uh, yes, 43 years. I'll never get any of that time back, and honey, I don't want it. I'm <laughs> uh, just saying. Uh, I made more pa- bad decisions in a costume than I dare to speak <laughs> upon. Two of them ended in marriages. Don't ask. Oh, okay. no. So, oh, yeah. Once again, that you, would be you our You do have a book in you. You do have a book uh, in yeah. you. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. Uh, again, the book is Fiber Magic, A Witch's Guide to Spellcasting with Crochet, Knotwork, and Weaving. My guest for the hour was Opal Luna. Please, please, please check out her website. Go to FiberMagic.com. Opal, thank you again. I will talk to you soon. Thank you. Stay crafty. Stay crafty, everybody. Like she said, do what she says because she knows what she's talking about. All right, guys, I will see you next week with Deborah Castellano, and that will be Thursday. And then Friday, I am going to be with Danny McFadden, and we are going to talk about honoring the gods. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. I love you guys. See you later.